Hey mamas, welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored, the podcast that's raw, real, and unfiltered, getting down into the nitty gritty of motherhood. Yeah, we get down and dirty talking about marriage, life, love, relationships, and of course, raising these babies. Join me as we chat about all things motherhood. Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. What it is, is... I'm back and we got some diving to do and I'm really thankful for it and so much to say and speak on um, today. Let's talk. So hi, welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored, the podcast where we get deep, we dive deep, we talk about God, we talk about marriage, we talk about raising kids, we talk about mental health, we talk about daily struggles that all mamas have. Um, we talk about it all. And so that's what we're going to do today. I have been admittedly MIA for quite some time and have had the biggest struggle figuring out how, when, where, like what to record because a lot, um, having three kids is a lot. As you can hear, here comes the baby. I'm about to have to stop and try again in five seconds. Um, but that's real life. So anyway, um, I have gone through a period of depression and if you know me, if you've been around a while, thanks for sticking around. If you're new, thanks for joining me. Um, but I'm an oldest child, so I'm a perfectionist. I'm a perfectionist. I, um, I'm a higher achiever. I feel like, you know, when I produce well, I, I feel well. And they talk about unpacking childhood trauma. And interestingly, my mom's been like looking up this stuff some more and I've been trying to prevent childhood trauma of my kids that I'm raising and thinking about like cycles and all these different things. And what I really, really think about or the child, the children think about the most interestingly are thing one and thing two, Mia, who's five, Elliot, who is three. And then I have Rafi, who's nine months old. Not that I don't think about him because I definitely fret over him and worry over him. Just as a baby, like, oh my gosh, is he going to cry if I leave? Is he eating enough, you know, of a diverse, you know, meal? So his palate's great and he likes different things. I worry about that. But when I think about my kids emotionally, I I somewhat don't worry about Rafi because he's the baby. Um, And he is a baby right now. I know he's validated and he's... He's allowed. I had to make sure Elliot was okay. But I know Elliot's a middle child and middle children tend to struggle. And I know my daughter is an oldest girl and I'm an oldest girl and I know where I struggle. And so one of the challenges that I've had um, and I continue to have is, you know, my husband and I have different worldviews and different perspectives. He grew up an only child. You okay? Okay. Anyway, so I worry about my middle child feeling invalidated and my oldest child struggling with perfection. And that's something I've kind of searched for my whole life. And I try to figure out why, right? Because I know my parents love me whether I'm perfect or not. I love, I know my kids love me whether I'm a size two or a size six. I know that like my husband loves me as I am. So where is this perfection that is such a drive in my life. Um, and like, why is it that way? And I, I'm still kind of trying to figure that out. 
but I'm also trying to prevent it in my daughter where they say that like oldest kids like when you see a youngest child you can tell they're different because they're free they're free they don't really worry they ha- they do what they want they they care less about what people think or how their affections affect others and not that they never think about those things just like they're more free where older children tend to be really responsible so if you travel with you know all of your siblings as adults or even yeah go on a family vacation as adults you might see them play out and act differently and I can 100% say I am an oldest and I'm particular and like when we travel like we're traveling to Disney in the next couple weeks my reservations are booked my tickets are here my outfits I'm 30 I'm 29 days out I'm pretty much fully packed um, except for a couple of things I'm waiting for in the mail. And, and I need to go buy socks and underwear from the store. And boom, I'll be packed. Um, whereas, like, my best friend is a younger sibling. Um, and her relation, her dynamic's a little bit different than, like, I would say this, like, the normal, like, sibling situation. But she is a younger sibling as well. She has a blended family. But um, she's the type who will pack a couple days before. And that's how I know, like, there's a difference. And it's just personality. She's the type who's like, we'll go with the flow. We'll, we'll figure it out when we get there. And I'm very much like, no, I need to look at the menu three weeks in advance. So when I know when I sit down what I'm going to order, I'm going to fantasize about what I'm going to order for the next three weeks. Um, and on one level, I'm like that because of who I am as an oldest in um, personality. And two, because I have kids. And once you have kids, the level of preparedness you have to be as a mom is astronomical. Like, as a mom... the reason why I started packing 35 days honestly more than 35 days in advance is because I know I get 20 minutes here and there to pack 20 minutes at a time because then there's work and there's and there's life and there's kids are crying and someone needs a bath and someone wants to get out the bath and so and then if I wanted to like pack clothes, well, I could do it when they're asleep, but then all their clothes are in their bedrooms and they're asleep. So I can't go through the dressers while they're sleeping. So like the level of preparedness is prepared. But um, anyway, I wanted to talk about this, n- not I don't say new, but just like this realization that I've kind of seen um go on and recently for me I was listening to Elevation and Steve Furtick and they're talking about we're going through they're going through this series but specifically thinking about being enough as you are because a lot of times we strive for future selves right we think about the person we want to be and I feel like the flip side of this I see it in two ways Ooh, okay on one hand I think my biggest regret would be that I never became the ideal version of myself I want to be, right? Like if on my deathbed, I never wrote a book or I never had a speaking engagement or I never started that group to help women or I never had an organized house, like the ideal version in my head that I want to be one day, which I might be in the next five years when things get a little less chaotic. <clears throat> I would like to achieve that. But on the flip side... Why is that so important on a day-to-day basis? Why does that like consume our thoughts, consume my thoughts? I want to be the type of mom that cooks every meal from scratch and my kids are in six different activities and, you know, we go on vacation seven times a year. No, not kidding. 
I need a vacation seven times a year. That's why I'm working so hard so that I can afford a vacation. Like that's that's part of the dream. It's like I'm gonna be able to vacation when I want. I want to be able to say, you know what, we had a really stressful month. Let's go out of town next weekend. We do it. Like the ideal version of yourself is out there, right? And we all like strive and strain for it, but then we feel bad when we're not that person. So for instance, I want to be in better shape for <laughs> no lie. And I talked, I don't know if I talked about this here, but realistically, there are things I can do to move me in that direction, but none of these results are going to happen overnight. And being an instant gratification type of girly, I I struggle when things don't arrive overnight. Um, I ordered a package for Disney maybe three days ago. I'm annoyed it's not here. Like, I want to look at the clothes. I want to try them on. I want to, like, mix and match my... Uh, mix and match my Mickey ears and like figure out my accessories. I want to do that. I'm annoyed it's not here. Instant gratification. I need it. But when it comes to goals and even attainment, I realize I've been really frustrated because I feel stuck in a place I don't want to be in anymore. You guys know career-wise, I want to move on. Housewise, I want housewise, I want to buy a new one. And I'm mad that like, yeah, there's, we have some money in the bank. We could, we could go out and buy something today, but I don't want to buy something. I want to buy the thing. And the thing sometimes takes time, energy, and effort, just like relationships. Like, yeah, I could date any old Slim Jim, but in order to find the person and to have the marriage, you have to show up every day, even when it's hard, even when it's annoying, even when you don't want to look at each other, even when it sucks, even when you're tired of trying, you have to show up every single day. And that's hard. And so like with the podcast, I feel like I was a failure because I haven't posted since like the beginning of the year. It's almost March. I talked about my goals, you know, my first three month goals. I'm going to do this, 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 this. We're doing dry January. We're dropping 15 pounds. I'm going to look banging. And so as, as important as it is to like have goals and achieve them and attain them, it's also important to live in your life and not live in your future life. So for instance, I can exercise to an extent, but not to the extent I want. I want to be up at 5am every day and at the gym and motivational speakers and um, TikTokers and, you know, younger kids that are in their twenties will tell you, you can do that. That's not true. Now you could maybe go to the gym three times a week, twice a week, exercise at home. You can fit fitness in. But when you work from home, don't have childcare, have children under five, they are not in school yet, have to clean up, you know, have to clean up the house, have to pick up your other child from school and do your job and then cook dinner and clean up the dishes. You don't always have time and then spend time with your kids. So it's like, there's a priority, but that priority can't come every single day for me at 5 a.m. It can come three days a week for me at 5 a.m. But that means my results might not come as quickly. Um, but talking about like being loved as you are, I struggle because I think like when I lose this weight, like this, I've had three kids, like when I lose this weight, when I look this good, when people look at me and think, dang, she's cute. Dang, she's fine. Dang, she's fit. Let's be honest. I'm doing it to be healthy, but I'm also doing it to feel pretty, right? Like, I'm not going to lie about that. What have I accomplished? Yay, I look good to other people. 
do you think my kids care about that? I mean, it'll be nice for my husband. It'll be nice for my self-confidence. But ultimately, when we go to Disney, I care about, do I look really pretty in these pictures? Because honestly, we, we, we don't know if we're going back to Disney next year. We most likely are, if you know me. But it is an expensive trip. It's a long trip for us. We drive. We got to drive because we have little kids. And I don't want to pay for flying tickets. I could pay $600 to drive there and back on just like food, gas. Or I could pay you know, $3,000 for tickets on an airplane. Well, then I'm going to drive and I'm going to have that extra change to play with at the parks or, you know, buy more outfits for the trip or whatever. Um, that's how I really afford my trips is driving, like cutting down on travel costs, um, not paying for a hotel, you know, things like that. Um, <clears throat> but ultimately what matters most, especially to like Mia and like Elliot, this is the first time Elliot's going to go and remember He's at the age where he can remember, okay? He can remember this trip. He doesn't remember his last two trips. Mia vaguely remembers her last two trips, but she's five now. She's going to remember. This is Rafi's very first time. There's so many special little things about this trip. And even Mia's like, Rafi gets to go to Disney for the first time. And she's so excited. Her baby brother, it's his first time in the pool. It's going to be his first time, you know, in Florida. His first time meeting Mickey Mouse. She's so excited for all those firsts. And I am consumed with but am I going to be cute? Now, let me tell you, I'm going to be as put together as I can be, but I don't know if I'm going to be two sizes down. You know, I'm going to probably be the size I am and realizing that I'm not a better mom. I'm not a better person. I'm not a prettier person, maybe to some people, but I'm married. What are the standards? I'm married. I'm good. He sealed the deal. I sealed the deal. Like we're, I'm not out here looking for suitors. Yeah. Who cares? And I'm somebody who has struggled with body image and I don't want my daughter to. And so it's hard when I have those moments and I need to communicate it to my husband, but I don't want her to hear it, but I want her to know the truth. And it's like, what, what is appropriate to say in front of your kid, but she's a girl and I need her to know. So my thing is to show up in every outfit, no matter what size I am. Sure, I'll put on some makeup. Sure, I might style my hair, but I'm going to go. I'm going to smile. I'm going to feel beautiful. Every time I put on a pretty dress, Mia goes, Mom, you're so pretty. She never has told me in my life, Mom, you're so skinny or Mom, you're so fat. She's five. She doesn't see the world like that. And neither should we. But anyway, um, it's okay to be on a journey, but then to also love who you are right now. And I had to, to sit in this because I'm in a house buying journey. And I'll tell you. Elliot's nose is running. Hold on. I keep getting interrupted, y'all. And anyway, um, you're enough. But let me talk to you about parenting now because I will tell you before, but before I get there, let me, hold on. Let me bring it back. Bring it back. Um, so I'm in a position now where I realize that I might have to wait for what I want, which is to buy a new house. And I'm like, oh, but I wanted Mia to be in this house by the time she's six. She's not going to be in by the time she's seven, seven and a half, realistically. And, you know, I want her to grow up there. Well, if she moves in at eight, by the time she's 16, she would have lived at that house for eight years. That's longer than I've lived in any home of my entire life. And by the time she's 18, she would have lived in that house for 10 years. So, yeah, she's going to grow up in that house. It's okay for her early life to be in the house we're in now in her later years to be in the bigger house when she needs the space. Um, 
it's not a race. It's not a race. Yeah. Interest rates might get worse. God doesn't change. You know, the housing market might increase. God doesn't change. You know, like, you know, yeah, I'm saving for it because I want to put this much down and I want to have this much for my furniture budget and I want to live in this zip code, which means, and I want to live in specifically these school districts where my kids are going to this school, this school, and this school, and I'm going to pray on it. And one day, I hope I look, listen back to this podcast and go, I prayed on it and he delivered. But the area I want to live in is expensive, y'all. We can get something much smaller right now where we could wait it out and hopefully get what the Lord has in store for us. And it, it, it can be really frustrating when you want to be at that next place and you're not there. And you don't know why. And you're like, how long am I going to have to wait? I have been waiting for five years to quit my job. How long do I have to wait, God? And I think God saw me consistency in my timing. Keep working, keep believing. And when it is the time, it's going to happen so fast. You're going to be so surprised. It's going to change your life. But in the meantime, this is an exercise of faith. And if you've ever been to the gym, had a personal trainer, try, started a fitness journey, you know, exercising isn't easy. So in order to exercise your faith, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be a walk in the park. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to be something where you're like, you know, I'm going to believe God's going to happen. Yeah, but then there's setbacks and there's evidence that it might not happen. And then there's failures on your part. And you and then you, you think like, okay, then there's silence, radio silence. God, do you hear, did you remember you set this motion in my heart and it hasn't come true yet? Like, did you forget about me? Did I do something and you decided, nah, she's not worth it? I've been through, dealing with that for the past couple of months. I'm like, God, you forget about me? God, am I still somebody to you? God, can I still be somebody to help people? Do you want me to help people? I'm not even sure how to help myself. And the exercise of faith isn't easy. So now I want to talk about parenting. Enough, enough of the preachy. Back now to the parenting. Y'all, parenting is not easy. And I think that I am in a position where I need a freaking break. When I tell you I have had no nights to myself in at least two years. I have not had five hours to myself in at least nine months. And I barely get 10 minutes to myself in a day. And so I am needing a break. And it's not for the faint of heart because when you're burnt out, the, sh- the fuse is short, right? It's this morning, last night I was good. I made me as lunch the night before, which is something I said I was going to start doing just to make my mornings easier. Um, I made breakfast when I got up and after I fed Mia, fed Elliot, Mia went off to school. Ethan's at home, so he took her to school. I was making breakfast for me and Raphael because Raphael typically wakes up a little bit later and he's not really ready to eat breakfast till about 8 o'clock, 8.30. And so I was like, you know, here's a low-carb lifestyle. I fry, I, I fry, I scramble up some eggs. My thing is have some eggs and salsa. I'm a Mexicana type girl. Like, I love me some salsa. And I'm feeding the baby some oatmeal and some pears and I'm eating my eggs and he's eating some of the eggs too. 
He absolutely loves them that way. And I get up to go make another cup of coffee because I was like, my coffee was so good. I need some more of it. So I go back to make a second cup of coffee. And while I stand up, I hear Elliot go, no, Rafi. And when I walk back, so I'm in the kitchen. Right next to my kitchen is the dining room where the baby is at in his high chair. And the dining table is right next to the high chair because I was sitting at the dining table trying to eat my breakfast and feed him. Well, he took my plate and threw it on the ground and threw his oatmeal on the floor because he could reach it. And I wasn't aware that he could reach it. And then I was just mad because I, last night I was trying to eat dinner and he kept crying. He wanted me to hold him. I couldn't sit and eat with one, with two hands. And it's been like that nonstop. Like when you're a mom, you know, you never get a hot meal. You never get to eat your, your food by yourself. You never get to eat your food without balancing with one hand and dropping stuff all over the floor. And I'm sick of it. <laughs> like I'm telling you guys, I'm sick of it. I want to sit down. I said for my birthday, I am go- I'm going to a brunch, a drag show brunch. And I was like, I am the most excited. Yes, to have a good time with my friends. But to sit down and eat with a knife and a fork and no child in sight. Because no one's going to be asking for bites, spilling my food, making me hold them, screaming at me like, I need that break. Parenting is not easy. Um, And even though I was really frustrated in that moment and I was like, no, and I was I was stressed out and I was like, fine, I didn't make any more food because I was like, I'm not starting breakfast over. I made him oatmeal, regave him some fruit, but I was not going to eat anymore. You ruined it for me. I was frustrated with my child, but was I like mad at him? No, I was mad at the situation. I was mad that I walked away. I was mad that he could reach the plate. I was mad that he had the audacity to spill the plate. But he's still my baby. Nothing he can do is going to change him from being my baby. And I realize that's how God looks at us. We do dumb, annoying, and I don't want to say dumb, like, you know, he's a baby. It wasn't dumb of him to do it. It was dumb of me to leave him. But, you know, we do stupid things all the time that frustrate God and sometimes probably make him mad. But there's nothing we can do that stops him from loving us. And so I had a parenting perspective this morning, like, okay, this is how God sees me. And it changes when you really think of like, I am God's child. And you think about the love you have for your own child. It makes you think of yourself in a different light. But parenting's hard. I have been trying to podcast for days, constantly interrupted, trying to sit down and record video. I have like, I don't want to say meaningful, but I have things on my heart I want to say, but I'm not getting a chance to say them. And I will tell you this season of life, specifically winter sucks it sucks so bad and I admit what makes me really frustrated is my husband runs a basketball league right so he's very busy with that he also referees on the weekend so he's very busy with that he's also taking calls every day so he's very busy with that every time I see him it's something about basketball blah 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 basketball but how are you At the end of it, I don't care how I am. I'm done. Like, you know, like it's a season where I'm trying to be supportive. And I think I am. The fact that you can do any of this means I am. But I also need some support on my end. I also need a break on my end. I also need a minute on my end. And so this season has been hard. When I say a hard season, I mean, he doesn't see me crying at night. He doesn't see me crying in the middle of the day. He might get my 75 page text saying, um... 
I'm losing my mind. Your kids are being mean to me. Like when after I've made you lunch, cleaned up your lunch, picked out your clothes, made sure your favorite thing was washed, you know, bought you new toys this weekend and you have the audacity to give me an attitude. No, I want to see some gratitude, you know, and I wonder, you know, and then like also it's just it's just hard. Motherhood is hard. No one else gets it. But it is hard. And the parenting perspective of their only little wants helps. But their only little wants right now. And right now, I am overstimulated. Right now, I have dishes in the sink. Right now, I have to schedule doctor's appointments. Right now, I haven't gotten to take a shower in two days. Right now, I want to be, you know, skinny fit. But I can't get to the gym. And every time I buy strawberries the kids eat them all so there goes my smoothie like right now it's hard and I'll look back and think oh my gosh those were the sweetest times but right now I'm in it I have the right to be in it and to complain about it but to also appreciate it I don't know why I feel like a preacher today it's just like the way the world is working one of my biggest advices in terms of parenthood and I'm not just going to say motherhood I'm going to say parenthood and marriage like when you are fostering the most important relationships in your life which is going to be your relationship with your spouse and your relationship with your kids is to find community and I'll tell you that I noticed that before 2020 let me tell you about pre-2020 Brittany I was in charge of a mom group. We met weekly at the library. I very often daily hung out with a mom friend of mine. Um, We're at the park all the time. And then, of course, 2020 hit and I had a baby. Um, I broke up with that friend and we got back together recently and it's really great. But anyway, and so we... I think about that person and like, I, I was, I was a great person back then. I was a happy mom. I was happy with myself. I wasn't depressed. I also think about summer a lot during that era, even though there was sometimes it had to be winter. I don't know. And what I realized is like, when you don't have community, it's hard and humans, we're social creatures, whether you're introverted or extroverted, like I have friends that are introverted. They still like to hang out with us and have a good time. They just want to go home afterwards and like, the party stops at 11, like, okay, I'm done hanging out with y'all, I'll talk to you later, um, but it's, a, it's really important, if, if you don't have, like, a church community, which, like, right now, I don't, or if you don't have, like, really good work friends, I used to have, and I, I still have really good work friends, it's just the season of life is different, I have three kids, five and under, and a lot of them are either married, but don't have kids, or are single and not married at all, so it's, like, a kind of different structure and so my biggest advice when it comes to and when I see people who are like I'm depressed or I'm anxious or I'm lonely it's like you don't have a friend or a community and even in myself I realized like I am an extroverted human being um which is why and my husband's the opposite he's more social but I'm more like needing the socialization which is kind of funny um when I am and this is like where the work from home part is hard. When you don't talk to other people, right? You're not talking to anyone about coffee or the football game or, you know, your kids' school activities. It is lonely. And we're meant to do life together. When I had my mom group, what was really nice was we would get together. It was normally chaos because if you've ever tried to like sit down and have a conversation 
with your child or another person's child in the room, like the odds of you finishing that conversation are slim to none. But it's like the it's like the effort that counts. Like I got to say a couple things while they played for 10 minutes. Um, doing it at the playground is probably the easiest because like they're semi-occupied with each other and like you can kind of talk to each other. But without a community or even just a friend to do life with, it's very hard. And I think that as you become an adult and like a real adult, like graduated college, um, moved out, all of that, where do you meet your friends? At work, right? Like where at the gym, if you go to the gym, at, at like where church. And if you don't do any of those things, if you don't work, if you don't go to the gym and you don't go to church, where are you going to meet your friends? Like at the mailbox? Well, no, who goes to the mail at the same time? So my whole point is that the reason why this initiative or why um, you're going to be seeing some cool stuff come for me is because we need that sense of community. And honestly, not all of us have the ability to drop our kids off at our mom's and go hang out and get a cup of coffee. Now, I do have that ability somewhat semi, kind of, sort of, but not really. And so for the people who are kind of like, I'm in a season where I have really little babies and like newborns, like they're they're breastfeeding around the clock. You can't like necessarily leave a newborn for more than 45 minutes, it seems like. Um, It's so important. And so as I look at like mental health trajectory, I can't say that word. It's evident that without a group of people, without a friendship, without community, people really do get depressed. And I think that's why when you look at like the statistics from 2020, people started drinking more. People, you know, became more depressed because like we're isolated, like for our safety, we had to be. And like kind of now we're kind of like, don't know what to do because COVID's still around, but we're kind of, you know, there's vaccine, we're kind of all awkwardly navigating (laughs) the post pandemic. And we're kind of still, I don't really know where we are in the pandemic, but it's still like awkward. everyone's kind of doing what they want. Like some people are wearing masks, some people aren't, some people are vaccinated, some people aren't, some people stay home, some people don't. Like, it's just like awkward, but we need community. And so that's my, that's my biggest advice. And um, I did recently see someone post and, and said, oh no, there's a baby, gotta run. Like legitimately run. So um, anyway, I just had to run because I was in the backyard and Rafi was in the master bedroom sleeping. But I wanted to say that something I've noticed um, across moms now, and I'm sure it's always been this way, but of course, you know, I grew up in the 90s. I wasn't a mom in the 90s, um, is that I see a lot of what parenting is today, specifically mother mothering or being a mom is we are trying to fill in the gaps for things that we grew up when we grew up we either asked why or it wasn't that big of a deal or we want to do things differently or i never got this as a kid so my kid has to have this and i think that that's all good well and fine but part of being a a mom isn't just giving your kid all the things you didn't get like yes for sure if you didn't get attention give your kid attention if you never got hugged please hug your child I'm not necessarily talking about from an emotional place I'm talking about from like a things kind of place like stuff like um there's a part period in my growing up era I guess that's called childhood there's a period in my childhood where my family didn't have a lot of money and so getting McDonald's was like 
really rare. And even if we went to McDonald's, we weren't all going to get our own individual Happy Meals. Like getting a Happy Meal was really, really rare. It was like a really rare occurrence. And I was talking to my good mom from the other day and she said like the same thing for her. Like she'd never, you know, not that she never got McDonald's, but it wasn't like as frequently as her kids get it. And, um, for me now, I think about like, I was gifted a lot as a child. I think um, my love language is gift giving and receiving sort of because I was given those things. And so I do kind of gift give with my children. Um, and interestingly, Mia and Elliot have different love languages. One of Mia's is, is gift giving and receiving, but it's not the same for Elliot. Elliot's he needs um, physical touch and quality time. Like that's, that's what he needs all the time. He wants me to hold him and you know, stop and cuddle and lay with me, mommy. And like that kind of thing where Mia wants her space, but you know, she'll love you if you, you know, make her a craft or bring her a cake pop, but also she's going to give you something and she's going to be really excited about it. But, um, I was thinking about how, like, I always wanted a gap hoodie, but never had a gap hoodie. And, um, how I really want my kids to have one. And as I was on gap shopping, and I talked about this earlier, like many episodes ago, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna buy a gap hoodie to heal my inner child. And it's not like a healing, right? Because me not having that gap hoodie didn't traumatize me in any way. It's something that sticks out in my memory of growing up. But I wasn't, you know, hurt and didn't go through trauma. And so, I mean, in terms of the gap hoodie, at least, and I think that sometimes as, as parents, we think, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted this. I never got it. Let me give it to my kid, which is fine on a level because I do it all the time. But also, I think we should think about what is it that our kids want in their time and how do we balance that out? Because I will say that one thing that I'm concerned about and have kind of had to pivot and adjust is, you know, if I can't, for instance, let's say it's in between paychecks and Mia really wants this specific toy that's like 40 bucks. And I'm like, I'm not spending $40 on a toy right now. You know, I could, I could take you guys to the indoor playground twice with that money. Um, so no, we're not going to buy this toy. I'll buy it at payday. Or if it's something that is more than $25, you kind of got to work for this toy. You know, I want to see good behavior and good attitudes and, you know, for a consecutive period of time before I buy it. Um, not to say I don't randomly get my kids things cause I do all the time, but you know, for bigger items that are like over $25, over $30, like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta earn this. But something that I think I struggle with as an adult, and I think a lot of us struggle with is instant gratification. Um, I talked about this earlier where, you know, if I eat healthy for two days, I want to be down five pounds. And if I'm not, what's the point? I've seen so many people on weight loss journeys do that. Like I, you know, I went low carb for a week and I lost a pound or I didn't lose any pounds. In fact, I gained a pound, so I'm not doing it anymore. And it's like, well, you didn't really see it through. Like, you know, a week isn't enough time. Um, I see it in myself. I'm waiting on packages I ordered for my outfits for my birthday which is in like 19 days and then for our Disney trip which is in 26 days so I want my stuff because you know I want to I like when I like when I'm packing I like to look at what I've packed you know 14 times it's kind of this weird cycle where I pack like more than a month in advance and then I constantly take everything out and repack it and just add like the one more thing that I found I want to add it's just this weird psychotic thing I do but um what it is just 
interesting to navigate motherhood now, right? Like, I had a Barbie dream house, and so, like, I really wanted Mia to have a Barbie dream house, and I'm glad she has a Barbie dream house, and, like, that made her Christmas two years ago. But now what? You know what I mean? Like, she has it. Um, Is that going to make or break her childhood if she had a Barbie dream house or not? No. But I feel like when you want something as a kid and you kind of lack it, you try to overcompensate when you have your own kids. And so it's kind of like trying to find that good balance. You know, like, I am the type of parent where if we're at the store and we go to the grocery store or we don't ever go to the grocery store, we go to Target, let's be honest, I'm either at Target, Walmart, or Marshalls. Um and you want something, yeah, you can get something. I might tell you, like, no, you're not getting the $50 nail polish set, but yeah, you can pick something out from over here, because what's the, like, I'm, I'm at the store, and I see a good flavor chapstick I want, I'm gonna get it, or, like, my Milani glow oil I've been waiting for, yeah, I'll grab it, so yeah, you can get something, too. I feel like it's fine to allow your kid to get things, but also you have to learn your, you know, to teach them that they can't have every single thing they want the minute they want it. Something else that I think is, um, I will let my kids stay home from school, like, once a quarter, I'd say, for no reason. Um, Elliot was actually sick earlier this week with a cold and was, like, running nose, coughing, sneezing, and, you know, like, wiping his nose with his shirt, just being all gross and germy. So I was like, I'm not going to send you to school like that. He's also in, like, two-year-old preschool, so it's like, "Mm, I think you'll be fine, you know, to missing this uh, missing out on this but Mia um she has her good mornings and her bad mornings she's five and she got up this morning and was whiny and crying all morning and there have been times she's been like that and I've made her go to school um but today was one of those days where it was like fine you know what you can stay home but you need to take a nap um you're probably tired I mean, it's been a really long week for me, too. I could use some self-care. I'm counting down till tomorrow. Um, I get paid, and I got a whole bunch of stuff I want to do for myself. But, um... Hi! It's Molly. You're talking to the podcast. Um, I think it's important that kids, you know, learn that mental health is okay. A lot of, um, not, I would say, like, a lot of people struggle with productivity and even work like feel guilty calling out of work because that means you know someone else has to pick up your slack or especially if you work like in a team environment where like you're an essential part like if you work in a daycare and you call out well and you're who's your co-teacher going to going to do you know but on a level mental health is important and it's okay to take time off I have no problem taking time off Um, I like to do it in advance. I hate to call out like the day of, um, that only happens if I'm really sick, um, or my kids are like sick to the point where I can't do my job and have them around. But the other thing is that Mia is signed up for gymnastics and I'm excited to be a sports mom, but here's where an area I didn't think I'd struggle in that I think I'll be okay in a couple weeks, but I'm not okay with now is um, a couple weeks ago when I signed her up, you know, I was looking at the deadline. Um, she's starting kindergarten gymnastics. It's a six to one ratio. So at max, there's going to be six kids in her class right now. She's the only kid signed up. So right now it's really beneficial because we paid for like, you know, a class environment, but really she's getting like private lessons essentially. 
Um, we'll see how many kids show up today. <laughs> Maybe the um, website has been updated. But she ran into my room the other day and said, I don't want to do gymnastics. Like it was like 630 in the morning and she ran into my room and I thought she had a bad dream, but she was like, I don't want to do gymnastics. And that was like Tuesday. And I was like, okay, well, gymnastics isn't today. It's on Thursday. And, um, she's like, no, I don't want to do it. And I said, okay, we'll talk about it later. Let's just, you know, get up for the day and start our day. But, um, I'm making her go and do it because there's a, there's a couple of reasons why one, we all have to show up to things we don't want to in life. And I, when I was little, my mom let me quit sports and stuff. Um, when I wish she would have made me stick it out, even though I cried, uh, cause I could be really cool or really good at something that I'm not right now. And let's, even if it wasn't gymnastics, if it was like, I did a bunch of stuff as a kid, any one of my hobbies, I could probably have an extra talent that I don't have. And I'm not making her do this because I want her to be a talented gymnast. I want her to learn the, the, the lesson that you can show up to scary things and hard things and they can turn out better than you expected. I'm expecting that she'll have a good time and she'll want to go back and she'll learn that new things can be scary and it can be hard to go there. But it's worth it and it's fun. Um, I'll say that something I've kind of committed to doing this spring, especially as my schedule lightens up a little bit, even though the kids' schedule kind of gets heavier with sports, is I want to plan an activity for myself. I want to either start horseback riding, um, start karate again, um, take flying lessons. I've been wanting to take flying lessons for a long time, and I might gift that to myself. Um, after I finish my real estate exam, I think I'm going to gift myself flying lessons because the time I was spent studying for my exam can now be spent flying an airplane. But I think it's important that as moms, we find something that fulfills us in a way that parenthood doesn't. For me, this podcast is one of them. Um, I'm speaking with a friend about potentially working on another creative project very similar to this podcast. Um, Because when you have a project that just is fueled without your kids like yeah I talk about my kids a lot but this is my podcast this isn't me as podcast you know um this is my place to talk to to moms about how I hate my mom bod and I'm stressed out me and my husband don't agree on certain parenting things and it's frustrating and I really don't want to make dinner tonight I really don't want us to eat out and I really don't feel like doing these dishes but I had to somehow muster up the strength to cook dinner and I think it's not fair because every single day I have to figure out what's for dinner and cook dinner and if I ask my husband what's for dinner he's gonna say I don't know and then if I like tell him to make a decision he'll probably just order something and like I said I don't want to eat out so I guess I got to figure it out (laughs) so it's like this whole cycle it's like I could talk about whatever I want but we have to fuel ourselves and if that's starting to garden this spring I will say one thing and I said this earlier but I think I have to give myself grace because y'all know my situation this past year was like a new mom again mom of three very postpartum all of that um now that my son is gonna be one in two months then I feel like I can kind of read kind of live my life in a way that I get seasonally depressed. Winter is really, really hard on me. I cried a lot during the winter. I cried a lot because I had to go to work and leave my child. I cried a lot comparing everyone. I cried a lot about my body image. I've cried a lot like the past year. Um, And I'm kind of starting to like come out of everything as the weather warms up and the sun shines a little longer. Like I can feel my soul come back to life, which is why I want to move south 
because I want it to be warmer and I want to just not deal with winter. But I think that if I can find a way to fuel and take care of myself in the winter, I can survive those heavier months. Like if I could have a hobby and if I could have a good self-care routine where I'm taking breaks and I'm exercising and I'm getting those endorphins from other things, um, I think I'll be okay. Like doing an indoor soccer league or something as an adult I think would be cool or um, something that gets like my blood pumping. Hi, Boogie Boo. What you doing? What you doing? It's so cute. I can't take it. No, don't grab the broom. Um... Raphael's obsessed with the broom. Every time he walks into the kitchen, he must grab it. I think because those little things, you know, those little straw things at the bottom of the broom, he likes to, like, touch them. Um, but, yeah, and we all have to, like, find, like, I feel like in motherhood, there isn't a lot of time. And so I will say that I haven't had much time to pursue a hobby up until right about now once your baby starts taking solids and if you have a partner or someone that can babysit you can find a little more time for yourself because Raphael is now 10 months old but when he was like seven even like six seven months old and he's first started eating food I was like I mean he's playing with it he's not getting full from this I still have to return to breastfeed him now I could leave him for five hours and he would be fine because um he's eating real food. Like he'll eat a bowl of spaghetti. He'll eat, you know, oatmeal. He'll eat banana. Like he'll eat anything. He eats whatever we eat. So if we're having, if I'm having salmon, broccoli and rice, he's eating salmon, broccoli and rice and he will tear some food up. So now I'm kind of getting some of my life back. So if you're a new mom, just especially if you're a breastfeeding mom, so you can't pass the baby off. I resonate with the, the, how hard it is because you're stuck and attached and people want to say oh you're not stuck you're blessed you are blessed and stuck okay like I have to nurse you all through the night I'm stuck nursing you through the night blessed I get to do it but I'm still stuck underneath you like you know like while they're sleeping on top of you and you're kind of trapped like everyone every mom has been trapped before like trapped under a toddler or trapped under an infant like let's be real about that um Oh, I'm going to pivot. So something that I'm kind of self-conscious about, um, and I don't know how to... Okay, okay, you guys know, I've talked about body image a lot. So I'm 30, okay? 30. That's an adult adult, okay? I'm not in my 20s anymore. I'm 30, okay? I'm grown. I don't feel like it, but, like, obviously I'm grown. Um, Actually... There, in a lot of ways, I don't feel like I'm old, like 30. 30 isn't old, but I don't feel like I'm mature enough to be 30. And then I have moments where I'm like, I would never let someone treat me like this. I speak like really well, you know, like I can handle conflict pretty well. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm grown. Like I don't let people dictate how I feel. And if you get me mad, I'm going to have to um, be professionally petty and, you know, pray to the Lord to like bless my soul because I'm probably about to smash yours. But um, so I... I'm going on vacation, as you know, and I got, I have a couple bathing suits and I don't really know what to do. Cause I remember my mom's bathing suit growing up very specifically. It was black and had, it was a black, like one piece halter and it had like the green, there was like those straps were green, like where you tie it at the back of your neck to make it like a halter swimsuit. She had a black I can, I can picture the swimsuit. And my whole life, I've never seen my mom wear a swimsuit that wasn't black. Like in my entire, in my 30 years of life, even like 
until recently, but it's been, it was black and white, but like, but she were last summer. So I, I don't necessarily, I don't even have a full black swimsuit. Um, that's interesting. I have like a hot pink bikini set. I have like a, a like a green leafy bikini set. I have this purple flowery one that I want to wear to Disney. And I have like this blue, like one that has mesh and I have a white one that has cutouts. Okay. But here's where I'm struggling. So I am a mom, right? And I'm talking about this mom vibe. I don't want to look like a mom. <laughs> like, I don't know if that sounds dumb. Like, obviously I'm a mother. Like when I'm at the pool with my three kids, it is evident I'm a mom, but I don't want to be dressed like a mom. Like I want it to be like, let's pretend I'm at the pool. Right. And obviously I'm in the baby pool with the three kids. Let's say that like my mom's holding the baby and Ethan's got the big kids for a minute. And I'm going to go walk to the little tiki shack or the little tiki hut, whatever. And I'm going to go get us some beverages. While I'm walking to the tiki hut or from the tiki hut, if anyone just walks in and like, you know, walks by, I don't want them to think like there's a mom, <laughs> like when they see me, I want, I don't want that to be like their first inclination. Like obviously when I walk back to my family with the beverages in my hand and the little cup holder or like the little tray, um, I'm a mom, but like, I don't want to walk I don't want to dress like in the stereotypical mom way, which is funny because I think like for us, if you're like a 90s, you think of a mom, like high-waisted jean shorts and like their t-shirts tucked into the front, but that's my favorite style now. I think it's so cute, like a Tommy Hilfiger t-shirt and like it tucked into your jean shorts with like a high ponytail. I think that's the cutest look at like really cute with some sunglasses or even some like fake lenses, like some clear lenses. Cause like I don't wear glasses. Um, I think people who wear glasses, like reading glasses are like the most beautiful creatures. I don't, I don't know. But anyway, so what do you wear as a mom to the pool? Cause obviously I'm not out here like thirst trapping or whatever, like trying to like catch dudes. Like I'm married, but I still want to feel like, you know, cute. Right. Like, I still want to feel good. Um, I've, ever since becoming a mom. Okay, so you know how, like, you're a mom and you're married and you're happy, but you still want people to hit on you, right? You still want people, you still want to know you got it. So, I haven't felt like I've gotten it since last summer. But one time last summer, I was walking, I ran, my friends were coming over, I ran to go pick up some stuff. Uh-oh, come here. People, people. I ran to pick up some stuff and I was wearing high-waisted jeans and a black bodysuit. And when I walked in, there was a dude walking out and um he complimented me and was really nice. But uh, I haven't been complimented since. So I'm not saying that I'm out here for compliments. I'm just out here to feel good. Okay, so like what are what do moms wear to the pool? Also, I can kind of be bougie. And I Oh, I wanted to say about mom style is like, I don't, for a period, you have to dress weird because you're postpartum. And I mean, I've seen some cute postpartum people, but I always just look weird. Um, and then you can kind of get your own style back. <sighs> Rafi's playing with these string lights. He's obsessed with these string lights because you can kind of reach them from the couch. And he broke one. And anyway, um so like my style is business chic bougie so I'm either dressed before I had kids I was either dressed like I'm going to a board meeting and I'm a CEO or I'm dressed like California bougie 
is what I'm going to say my style is. And so now I'm trying to figure out what my style is because I've been living in like easy to wear. I've been, li- I've been living in loungewear since the pandemic. It's been like, I want to be comfy and put together. So it's like put together loungewear. And now I'm kind of over loungewear. Like I have enough loungewear. If I need to be in pajamas, like I'll be in pajamas. Like I don't need loungewear anymore. <laughs> I'm done with loungewear. Like I'm honestly over the loungewear fad. Like I'm now want to be in real clothes. And so I'm trying to find my adult style in my thirties because I want to look 30, but I still want to look young. So that's the, that's the spring struggle. Say hi, though. You're just going to breathe into the phone. Say hello. <laughs> So anyway, that's the journey, right? (laughs) Trying to find a hobby, trying to figure out my style. And I will say that um, once my kids turn one, I do kind of start to get a breath of myself back. Um, Dealing with Raphael, my youngest, this last time around has been the hardest only because now I have three kids. So it's like more to juggle and things like that. But um, I can remember around one, they start kind of walking. They start eating more food. You do get to get some of yourself back. You know, I can sit you down on the the ground and you can play while I do my makeup. You know, little things like that that are hard. Or, you know, you could, because there's a period where when they're newborns, it's hard, but all they do is sleep. Then they get to be babies. And then that's like what I feel like is most challenging. Newborn Newborns are hard for like the first month maybe for me it's like the lack of sleep and I've talked about this before so I won't get into that but like once they're kind of on a sleeping rhythm and I'll say that my kids are pretty good sleeper well at least Rafi has been a pretty good sleeper except for growth spurts and like sickness like if he wakes up once a night and I have to feed him that's no big deal like whatever um but like once they hit one, now he's consistently sleeping pretty much through the night unless he's sick or growing, you know, now he's eating food and taking good naps during the day. So you kind of do start to like get some of those pieces of yourself back, but it feels like, and honestly, like three weeks ago, it felt like I'll never get any part of me back. And he's been going through a growth spurt and I've been extra frustrated because it's like, Elliot saying, mommy, come cuddle. And Mia is asking for a snack. And El- and Rafi is like crying every time I leave the, be- the room and he can't see me. And it does get to be overstimulating and a lot. But I'm a different person when it's warm outside. <laughs> like I'm a happier person. And then also just getting like 10 minutes to shower. I can do that while he naps. Like things like that. I've seen such a difference um, in how I've been feeling lately. But the last thing I wanted to say was um, take the trip plan a trip if you can even if it's for the weekend plan a trip away because one of the reasons I like to travel I think is when I moved around you know pretty frequently growing up but then also I get tired of looking at the same walls in my house and if you're somebody who's like a stay-at-home mom or you work from home it's important to get out of the house it's important to look at other stuff um I've realized because, you know, four times a week, I am in my house for at least eight hours of the day working on a computer. Um, And so I need that break from the screen. And as it gets warmer outside, at lunchtime, I can go sit outside. I can work from, you know, my porch or my patio and like, you know, hang out and stuff like that. 
But I'm going to encourage you, even if it's hard to take the kids out, even if it's you by yourself and your three kids or your four kids or your one kid, and that feels like a lot, just do it. I typically don't like to go out by myself. I don't know. I feel like the pandemic made me socially awkward. I don't know. But um, recently, I've been taking the kids out by myself more, all three of them. And even though it's hard to get out the door, like it's going to take us a good 45, everyone go to the bathroom, diapers changed. Did you have a snack? Let's pack your waters, you know, like get socks on. That's the hardest part, finding socks, getting shoes on, but get out. So I'm going to say, if you can plan a trip this year, at least, but for sure, get out the house. Um, even if it's cold, go to the library, sit there for two hours. And you, especially if you struggle with what we call the witching hour, <laughs> me and my, my mom and friend, like the hours from like three to bedtime is hard, especially because at least for me, I found like the moms tend to have like the bulk of the responsibility at this time, depending on like if you have a partner or if you don't, like what your spouse does. You know, my husband gets home around 530 some nights, sometimes later. So I've done the bulk of that from three o'clock to, you know, seven on my own. And it's a hard time because dinner has to get done and homework. I mean, like I got to check your folder and like, I'm trying to clean up dishes. And so I've been trying to find ways to help those hours. What helps a lot is getting out for those first couple hours, having dinner, doing bath. And by then we're getting ready for bedtime. Um, but I'll talk more about that in the next episode. And then also, like I said, travel, it's overwhelming sometimes to travel with all of my kids, like thinking about how much stuff I have to pack. That's why I've been packing for weeks. But it's also the best thing in the world to have time with just your family, knowing that your only responsibility is to, like get to a theme park. You know, my only responsibility is to get to the pool by 11 o'clock so that we can do a nap. And then if you have like let the kids nap on at the pool on the bench, like vacation time. It's nice because like the strict the strict rules don't apply. You kind of just vibe it out like, OK, you want to you know stay up a little bit later. We're on vacation. So I'm really looking forward to spring break. And if you are like, well, man, no, I wish I was going somewhere for spring break. You can still make some time to plan to get away. I'll also say if like money is like an issue or like, you know, I don't have this amount of money to drop on a vacation right now. There are payment plans where you can put money down. You could pay every two weeks. You could pay every month um, towards your vacation. You could do something cheaper. Um, Start thinking about if you haven't booked your summer trips right now, like it's the time to do it. Like I try to book, I'm not going to get too into this because you know I love to talk about travel I try to book at the beginning of the year like January February what are our dates for the summer book it now before people start trying to book everything up if I know sooner than that I'll book it as soon as I know um, where I want to go nothing wrong with planning like a last minute summer weekend trip like that's easy and fine but like for instance our Myrtle Beach trip that's a week long like I like to know way in advance um if we're gonna go travel anywhere farther than six hours like I'd like to know in advance um so yeah book a trip book a trip book a tri- if you're gonna spend money on something for your kids which is why I've talked about this before for Mia's birthday we do like a year there's a party in the, every year we travel like around her birthday and so last year we did a party and then we went to Massanutten it was after her birthday though so she had a full birthday party this year we're not doing like a full backyard birthday party I don't think 
she she's probably going to ask for one again. Um, and I will probably say yes, but I prefer to do experiences. So like, even if she gets a party, we do something like do an activity. When she turned two, it was like the pandemic. We went to the aquarium and then we had a small party in our backyard. When she turned three, we went to Delaware and went to the beach um, and stayed at a resort. I uh, stayed on a property that had like a pool and other fun stuff for the kids to do. When she turned four, we went to Myrtle Beach. When she turned five, we went to Massanutten. And now she's turning six. We're going back to Myrtle Beach. And then, you know, every year we do Disney. So like travel is important to me. Honestly, I like to get away from my house at least four times a year, but I would like to get away more than that. And that's something I've considered in, like, as we look for a new house and we're waiting to buy our house and like listening to God about that is like, I don't want to have my mortgage make me like that extra money I have right now. If my mortgage is too high and I can't travel, I'll be depressed. <laughs> like I need to be able to travel. So anyway, my advice is book a getaway, getaway, get away for the weekend. Even if it's like an hour from your house, I'm sure there's somewhere you could explore. In fact, this summer, one of my goals is to explore there's so many places like right in our area, like cute little towns and coffee shops and splash. Like my goal this summer is to really explore once a week somewhere new, even if it's like I never tried this restaurant up the street or we never went to this park to as far as we've never, you know, been to West Virginia. It's not that far of a drive. Let's go there this, you know, on a Sunday morning and hang out like explore like see the world a little bit even if it's just like West Virginia which isn't like seeing the world but it's like seeing my section of the world I I live in the DMV I live near like like DC Maryland Virginia Pennsylvania that's like all within a very close radius to me and so that's what I'm gonna do um but anyway take care of yourself be well do something good for yourself today grab yourself a coffee um buy a shirt buy a bra i saw this post that was like your kid doesn't need another outfit you need a new bra every single mom on the planet relates to this so i did buy a bra and i bought oh my gosh the tiktok shop i bought these two bodysuits i bought these two shapewear and i'll talk about that on tiktok but yeah, so anyway, I hope you guys are well. I'll be back next week and I just can't wait to talk some more, catch up and share all the fun stuff with you. Be well, be blessed. Don't forget to follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Don't forget to share it. Don't forget to give me a like and it just helps with visibility um, when you know there's thousands and thousands of podcasts. So if you like hanging out with me, share it with a friend. All right. Have a great, 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 great week, week weekend, life, time, everything, and we'll catch up later. Later.